0: Good morning, Hoops fans, and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Friday, January 21st edition. I am Santino Cocone, and I am joined by the one, the only, Funky Friday's favorite, the three F's, Dave Menkoff. How you doing today, buddy?
1: I'm doing well, Santino. I'm excited to hop on with you. Uh, it's it's been a couple of weeks. We have a nice, juicy, juicy ge- slate of, of games to go over, and I'm I'm excited to jump into a lot of this action with
0: you. Yeah, we have a a big one here. 11, uh, 11 nice games here. Um, we were talking about it before we jumped on. It's been a real ebb and flow a lot this season, and especially this week. Uh, Monday, big slate. Tuesday, two games. Wednesday, pretty decent big slate. Thursday, nothing really, three games. Now we're back to the big game, and Saturday's going to (laughs) be another one, and then Sunday. It's really weird how it's working out, but I'm glad we got this nice uh, 11-game slate here. Uh, Before we jump into it, I want everybody to know we have a brand-new daily fantasy partner at Sportito's, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And Dave's going to be helping us out a lot in those props as we go through teams and he, and he sees the props he likes. He mentioned uh, first, one, first game, got a prop for you. Be ready. Uh, He's going to shout out who he likes. And without further ado, let's jump right into this slate. We have three games starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The first of those games on DraftKings is Oklahoma City at Charlotte Hornets. Uh, We do have a spread for this one. It is 221, and the Hornets are 9.5 point home favorites. On the injury report, as of now, we have P.J. Washington as questionable. Uh, Derek Favors is also questionable. And that's pretty much it. Everybody else, Isaiah Roby, uh, Pokemon, Theo Maladon, they're all in the G League at the moment. Uh, but I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on this Thunder side of the ball?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. With, with the potential blowout risk going up against the Hornets, there is some some reason to target a couple guys, but I don't have a ton of interest here in the Thunder side, truthfully. Um, I'm going to start with their their big name player, and that's Shy Gilders Alexander, 8,500. Coming off a, a pretty lackluster performance against the Spurs in a blowout situation where he only put up 29, almost 30 fantasy points. I expect that to change here against the Hornets. I expect him to, to put up a, a much larger effort, especially if the game stays close. Um, I like that price tag. Um, I think he's going to be lost in the mix, so he's going to be definitely a tournament play for me. Um, so I'm going to have a lot of interest there. And then I'm going to throw some, some, some shots again for tournaments only. Uh, guys like josh giddy he's, he's, he's starting to get price under 7k again he we've seen what this young rookie can do he has triple double upside um we've seen one triple double so far this season uh there's the opportunity for him to get another one here um but even without a triple double he does offer some upside if he can get his shot to fall coming off of a four of 16 effort from the field i like josh giddy to to write the shift here against the hornets against a team that doesn't play particularly good defense so i do like him here and that's it for me i'm not touching anyone else in the front court um when it comes to dort or any of the front court guys including darius basley despite the surprise price tag i I don't have a lot of interest there i'm I'm really sticking with two guys and for tournaments only i don't trust any of these guys for cash what about you
0: yeah and i like shy not not as not as high on giddy as you are but the matchup is is nice um and I like Shy for all the reasons you mentioned. I don't know how much exposure I'll have, but before the last game, he was on quite a roll uh, the four previous games, uh, no lower than 41 uh, fantasy points. He had a 65-burger in there, a 52-and-a-half-burger, a near 50-point, a 330-point actual scoring game. So, yeah, he was playing very, very well. Uh, last game, he, he didn't have as many rebounds as he was grabbing, uh, and he only had 13 points on five of 21 shots. So he put up near 30 points fantasy wise but he shot five of 21 from the field 21 shots great five makes not so great but that volume is still there and he still had seven assists and a couple steals so i'm with you on shy i do actually don't mind Basley. he's i like him when he comes off the bench and in this matchup uh we're not seeing plumley is pretty much the only true center that they play uh, on a hornet side of the ball um P.J. Washington's questionable, so they're probably going to go a lot of small ball lineups. Plumlee doesn't really play into the minutes or minutes into the 30s. It's usually high Uh So Baisley might get a lot of center running here in this matchup, maybe against P.J. Washington if if P.J. plays, or, or McDaniels. Uh, we'll see a lot, but at 4,300, if he can get to 25 minutes and play a lot of center, that's usually when his he puts up the best numbers. So uh, I'm going to take a couple shots at him. I don't know. I don't think it's crazy upside, but I, I think 4300 is a solid price for him. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. That's pretty much all I'm looking at here. And we can jump on over to the other side of the ball. Um, <clears throat> they're, depending on who's – if P.J. Washington doesn't play, I did mention uh, McDaniels might get some center. Uh, Kelly Oubre might get some center minutes here as well. And he just came back from uh, about 11 days off in the last one and kind of picked up right where he left off, played 25 minutes, hit 50% of his shots on 14 attempts, uh, near 30 fantasy points. He's only 5,400 right now, which is a lot less than uh, he has been. Uh, so I'm going to give him some looks, especially if P.J. Washington doesn't play, that just really uh, gets extra minutes in there, and, and, and he looks a little bit better. 19 minutes P.J. played in the last one. Uh, that'll be passed around, but Oubre can get some center minutes against this OKC team that, doesn't have many big guys, and, and favors might not play as well. So um, that's something to keep an eye on. I like that. And Gordon Hayward at 6200 I probably won't go super, super expensive with the lamella ball, and uh, Terry Rozier's been playing great. And Bridges, without ball, had that fantastic game against the Knicks, uh, but and he, I don't think he's going to do that again with ball. Um, but Gordon Hayward's a guy I'll swing for the fences on, on a uh, smaller price tag. I think he has the upside, and I don't know how many times uh, Terry Rozier is going to get double digits ass- assists like he did in the last game, even though he has been playing really, really well. And even at seven six, I would keep him in my player pool. But I'm really going to take shots at the mid-range guys in Hayward and Oubre. Uh, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I definitely want to target LaMelo Ball here. Um, coming off a triple-double, um, we haven't seen a ton of LaMelo Ball upside in the recent game, in fact. We have a 50-point game from him in this calendar year. So I do expect uh, that trend to, to, to kind of change here. This could be a perfect opportunity, especially if we get word Peter washing is out. I actually like LaMelo Ball quite a bit, 8600. I think that's a great price tag. We're going to get LaMelo Ball um, under 9K for very long. So uh, I, I definitely want to target him whenever I can. Um, this is a great opportunity for him to get a monster triple-double, especially if this game ends up staying close. Um, I'm going to have some interest in there and some shares there. Gordon Hayward, I like that call as well, 2200 He hasn't really shown a lot of upside recently either, um, but this is a perfect opportunity, perfect matchup for him to write the ship. And then the guy I'm looking at is Miles Bridges, 8300 um, coming off a relatively quiet game where he's 22 points and seven rebounds. Um, but before that, with the out of the lineup, he had 68 fantasy points. Um, I expect somewhere in, in between there. And at that price tag, I'm definitely going to have some shares there. And on top of that, I'm also going to be looking at the prop bet on Thrive Fantasy for Miles Bridges. I, I prop, prop, prop,
0: prop.
1: I have to call it out. Miles Bridges, 27 and a half total points and rebounds. I think that's a pretty much steal. Considering four out of his last five games, he's gone over that amount. Um, and at 100 points, um, that's a great value as well. So something to keep in mind uh, for those that are on Thrive Fantasy. Definitely look at Miles Bridges uh, at the over um 27 and a half um and then as far as getting back to the dfs perspective um that's really all the interest i have i like the kelly Oubre interest it's 400 um but he's gonna be more for tournaments unless we get word that he's gonna get some starter minutes um, i'm not gonna have too many shares there so the three guys i'm looking at are gonna be miles bridges Lamelo ball and then i'll throw in a, a few shares of gordon hayward as well that's around it out.
0: All right i like it Let's jump on over to the next game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Orlando Magic. Uh, no spread at this moment, but we do have an injury report. Anthony Davis, Sukhoi, uh Dumboya, Mason Jones, Kendrick Nunn, MCW, Fultz, Hampton, Isaac, Etuan Moore, all out. Wendell Carter Jr. and the probable are probable. Um, let's throw it over to you. What are you looking at on this Lakers side of the ball Uh, in a matchup that they shouldn't lose? Do you think LeBron is worth 11-4, or um, are you looking at anywhere else?
1: Yeah, it's tough. The Lakers are pretty fairly priced here um, in this matchup against the Magic. Again, this should be a winnable game, just like the last game where they fell apart in the fourth quarter. Um, Do I expect a similar kind of collapse here against the Magic? I don't know. Uh, The Lakers are definitely in, in kind of a... A disarray at this point with that Anthony Davis in the lineup. Russell Westbrook is pulling out of favor. Um, so I'm not going to be looking at really anyone um, out of the big names. LeBron James is a fair price tag at $11,400. I just think there's better value at that price point. Um, later on, we're going to touch, touch on a little bit. So I'm not going to have too many shares of LeBron either. Um, the guys I'm looking at are really going to be a lot of complementary pieces. For me, Malik Monk for 300 is going to be in play. We've seen an up and down stretch from Malik Monk um, where he's had a good game followed by a poor game. I I expect the narrative to continue coming off a poor effort against the Pacers. I like Malik Monk to right the ship here. And he's going to be very low owned as well. So he could be a potential tournament winner in this type of matchup against the Magic. And that's really it for me. It's hard for me not to target anyone else in the Lakers, but I don't have a lot of interest anywhere else. Austin Reeves is an intriguing play at 3,400 because he got 25 minutes in the last game. I just don't see him with enough upside to to warrant even 3400. Um so I'm looking at Malik Monk, Malik Monk only for me in the Lakers. Any interest in LeBron here?
0: Yeah, I think LeBron is very safe in in cash. Um uh, I think 45-50 points is should be had here. Uh with with some upside there for for more. <clears throat> he could get in the 60s, could get in the 70s. Uh probably not in the 70s, but I think he's super safe in cash. Um tournament yeah I don't I don't mind him here either but 114 is pretty hefty on 11 game slate so I don't know if I'll fully go there but for cash game this is just an easy matchup for for orlando so I, I do like LeBron here uh, I do mind I don't mind your your monk call either I I don't expect him to play as bad as he he did in the last one uh he only took six shots played 28 minutes I expect more minutes or, or similar amount of minutes um, I expect westbrook not to be sitting some, uh, I think that's going to blow back and it's going to drive him a little bit. Um, I don't mind taking a chance on Reeves and Stanley Johnson, but that's just desperation punt play. Uh, I'm with you. I I, I do like Monk out of all those guys the best and LeBron is just, just uh, very, very safe to me. But um, we'll jump on over to the Orlando side of the ball and Wendell Carter Jr. is probable. So, <clears throat> that kind of muddies up the uh, the front court with him, Bamba. Even though they're bringing some people off the bench, him, Bamba. Now we have Franz Wagner, uh, Okeke. They're all going to be splitting minutes between those two spots uh, with Franz and and Okeke getting some time at the the three as well. But um, with everybody back playing this Laker team, I really like this playing against this Laker team. But uh, I think Cole Anthony is a guy that I'm very interested in at six seven. He, he was a guy that was putting up numbers for a while in the beginning of the season. Uh, after he got hurt a little bit and came back, he hasn't been the same type of uh, player for fantasy. And But now he's only 6,700. This is a great matchup uh, for opposing backcourts. I will take a lot of shots at him at 6,700 in this one. Uh, he'd be my favorite and preferred play. And then Jalen Suggs. Um, the guy isn't very efficient. He's not the greatest upside of player. Uh, but he's taken enough shots and and volume and and, uh, being a playmaker enough for a very bad defensive backcourt that I'll I'll take a chance on him as well at under 5K. Uh, But those are the two guys that I'm looking at the most. How about you, man?
1: Yeah, I I actually like the Jalen Suggs call. He's probably my favorite play uh, in this matchup, under 5K, uh, coming off a 34-minute game against the Sixers. He's starting to get back uh, up to speed in this vocation. Um, a guy that obviously came in pretty high, highly recruited out of Gonzaga um, and a guy that's coming off an injury. I, I think this is a good opportunity for him against the Lakers, especially if the game ends up being a blowout. Um, he's going to get ample run here. I do like him, um, like I said. I also like Mo Bamba here at 5,400 uh, quite a bit. Uh, coming off a, a fantastic effort against Joel Embiid in the Sixers with 49 fantasy points. Uh, Career high, 32 uh, points as well. I don't expect a similar type of performance, but we know the Lakers' front court is pretty thin, um, and I don't expect him to have much of a challenge against White Howard. If this game stays competitive, I like Mo Bamba a lot, a lot here. I think he has the opportunity to really have a nice, strong effort here. And Price in that mid-range as well. Um, it's more, even more the merrier here. Um, I'm not going to have a lot of interest as well in Cole Anthony or any of the other guys like Franz Wagner Wagner as well. Um, I'm really going to look at Mo Bamba as my, as my number one. And then I'm also going to have interest in Jalen. So to round it up.
0: Right. I like it. Uh, Let's jump on over to the last game at 7. PM. Eastern standard time. We have the Los Angeles Clippers taking on the 76ers in Philadelphia. Not a spread at the moment, but we do have an injury report. It's pretty big. Uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Jason Preston, Jay scrub, uh, Keon Johnson, all out. Uh, Danny Green, shake Milton, Paul Reed, Ben Simmons, Jaden Springer, Matisse, also all out. Uh, Seth Curry, questionable. Nick Batum, questionable. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. Uh, what are you looking at on the Clippers? We have, or I forgot to mention, Marcus Morris Sr., also questionable. So we have a lot of, um, you know, the two big guys are out. Morris, questionable. Batum, questionable. Uh, what are you looking at over here?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be important to see what happens with Morris and Batum. If they're both out, uh, Reggie Jackson uh, is, a lot, is a pretty much locked at 6'100". Getting ridiculous minutes, coming off a monster twenty-eight and twelve game against this the Denver Nuggets in overtime performance. Um, In the last two games, in fact, he's been hitting over forty fantasy points a game. So I do expect that trend to continue, and the price tag is also mid-tier, which I like as well. So I'm looking at at, at definitely Reggie Jackson here. If we get News Morris and Batum are both out, I also like Terrence Mann at forty-five hundred doesn't have as much of an upside of Richard Jackson. We haven't seen a double-double in in a long time with with Terrence Mann, but we have seen earlier this season. When he's confident and he's scoring and getting rebounds and being involved in the offense, he has 40-point upside, um, and he has 35-point upside as well. 4500 is a great price tag for him. So those are the two guys I'm really looking at. Um, Ivica Zubac is normally a great play. Coming off a monster game. Um, against against Nikola Jokic going up against another MVP candidate in Joel Embiid I just don't see him replicating that performance. performance um, traveling to Philadelphia I don't see it happening especially with Morris out so I'm not going to have too many shares there um, I, I might have some interest in tournaments only with Evika Zubac but that's it um, the guys I'm looking at for cash are going to be Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann um, and then I'll sprinkle in some Evika Zubac at center now uh, for tournaments and tournaments only
0: yeah, and, and Zubox was a career night, thirty-two career-high points and ten boards against Jokic that, and and the Nuggets. Fantastic shout out. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't expect a, a near nearly a uh, even half that from against the uh, uh, Joel Embiid in in this one. But <clears throat> yeah, I think a lot of it's going to depend on Morris and Batum's availability. Uh, if they don't, like you mentioned, I'm with you on Reggie Jackson. I'm with you on Terrence Mann, and I will add Amir Coffey into that as well. Um, if one of them misses is decent. I don't think the upside is huge, but he I, he had a 40-point game mix in with a, quite a few 30-point games in the last uh, seven or uh, games or so. But I do like him here at 5,500. If Batum does play, <clears throat> um, last game he played, he had an awesome 32-point game in there too. A throwback to, to when he was the guy in, in Portland for a little bit. So, <clears throat> oof, there's a tickle in my throat. But yeah, uh, it, it all depends on Morris and Batum. If everybody is healthy, Probably not going to have much exposure to anyone on this team. Tough matchup. Uh, this team doesn't really do too crazy. They're, like There's not any standout performances uh, from game to game to game to game consistently. So I probably won't have anyone. But if those two guys are missing, that's two integral parts. That's a lot of minutes there. Um, and, and I'm with you. I like Jackson, Terrence Mann a lot. I'll throw in Amir Coffee and possibly Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, we saw... Uh, Sergi Baca start in the last one, but Hartenstein could. And if this guy gets 25 minutes, he's a very, very solid uh fantasy player for the way his, his game la- um, translates. But I'll jump on over to the sixer side of the, the ball. <clears throat> and we're looking at uh, Seth Curry is, is big here, he came back, played, and now he's questionable again with another ankle injury. Uh, with that ankle injury, I should say, he's been playing a lot. Uh, but he's missing games here and there with that ankle. He only shot two of seven from the field in the last game and four of nine from the field before. Two straight single-digit points. Uh, so maybe something is acting up there. And with that, probably not going to play him in this in this particular matchup. But uh, Joel Embiid at 11K. We mentioned LeBron. Embiid should be in a very solid spot here as well. Uh, <clears throat> he put up 77 points in the last game. If Curry misses, that's just more... Um, responsibility for him so i i I think he's a very solid play at 11k Um, maxi gets more responsibility here if curry misses and at 6k i'll take a a chance on him with all of these people out milton diebold denny green that's a lot of their guard forward rotation right there so uh maxi should have more responsibility if especially if curry is out and i guess you could take a chance on uh if Curry plays, I won't look at him. But if he doesn't, he's probably going to have to play 30-something minutes in this one. And at 4-1, don't mind taking it there. I, I do like other people better in that spot. Um, but he's just another option for a very value play. How about you, man? What are you looking at over here?
1: Yeah, I mean, the cat's out of the bag here. Joel Embiid, uh, 11K. Uh, I mentioned I'm not going to go LeBron James uh, because I'd rather save the $300 and go Joel Embiid. This is a great opportunity, great matchup against going up against Zubac. I think he's going to be motivated, um, especially coming off an absolute monster performance against the Magic. I expect another 60 point plus upside effort, um, especially if Curry's out. Uh, the responsibility for him to to do everything for the Sixers and carry this this offensive load is tremendous, um, and I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to continue his MVP uh, track here. So I do like him in the favorite play. I'm also going to be have some interest in in Forcon Pop the cork, Um He's also going to be a fantastic play uh, at 4100. Uh, he should get plenty of minutes, especially if we get confirmation a bunch of these guys on the wing are out. Uh, we've seen what he can do with getting additional minutes uh, a couple weeks ago, especially against the Magic and the Rockets. He put up some pretty big performances. I don't expect another 54 point, 51. So apologies, 51 point fantasy effort here but I do expect a pretty solid floor um, and a 4,100 is a great price tag. So those are the two guys I'm looking at. I'm not going to have any, a lot of interest in anyone else. Tobias Harris is Although the price tag is finally under 7K, we haven't seen um, enough of of an upside here with Tobias in recent games. Um, so I'm not going to be going there. It's going to be Embiid and, and Korkmaz that they're rounding out for me on the 6%. said.
0: right. Jumping on over to the first game at 7.30 PM Eastern Standard Time, we have the Portland Trailblazers taking on the – Boston Celtics. Uh, we don't have an injury or a spread for this one, but Bull Bull, P.J. Dozier, they're out for the year. Aaron Naismith, Marcus Morris, qu- or Marcus Morris, Marcus Smart, questionable. Lillard, Nance, Powell, Zeller, all out. Dennis Smith Jr., probable. Nasir, little as uh, questionable. Um, I'll throw it over you, my friend. What are you looking at on this Portland side of the ball with all of these people out still uh, in a pretty solid matchup?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's a great matchup. Um, I don't trust C.J. McCollum yet, uh, turning back from, from his um, v- with his lung injury. Um, I don't expect him to, to put up showing a performance. I'll target him probably in a week or so. Um, the guy I'm looking at on the Portland side of the ball is going to be Anthony Simons. Continues to, to play well, even with the return of C.J. McCollum, putting up a 46-point fantasy effort against the Heat a couple of nights ago. Um, I, I fully expect him to continue to really push the offense and really drive this Portland Trailblazers team Um, and and, and basically taking the reins over for for Lillard. Um, And he's been very respectable as well. So I do like him. I'm also going to have some interest in Robert Covington. Um, We haven't seen a 40 to 45 point effort in a couple of games now for Robert Covington, but he's getting plenty of minutes. In his last three games, he's put up 35 minutes uh, on average, uh, up to even 40 minutes a a few nights ago as well. Um, So I do like his upside here. Um, We know he gets defensive stats. If he can get the double-double, um, I think Robert Covington becomes a great play under 6K, Um, And those are the two guys I'm really looking at. Yusuf Nurkic um, has been on a tear recently, but I don't expect that to continue necessarily against this, against this front court of the Celtics, um, who really are, are pretty good um, at defending their front court. So I'm not going to have a lot of interest at 400 at Nurkic. Two guys I'm looking at, like I mentioned, are going to be Anthony Simons, and it's going to be uh, Robert Covington to round it out for the Trailblazers.
0: Yeah, and I'm with you. Uh, McCollum, near 8K. He, he could beat that. He pretty much uh, hit value in the last game, uh, 38 points, but he was 8K at then. Um, <clears throat> but two games in, this will be his third game back. Need a little bit. I'm going to wait a little bit more uh, before I pay for him. But I like Simons, just like you mentioned, for all the reasons. Covington as well, uh, with all these injuries. Um, and then I'm looking at Nasir Little. If he winds up not playing, uh, Ben McLemore might – sneak right back into the starting lineup at small forward 3800 um we know he has the potential to blow up or put up like 25 30 points here um at 3800 I'll take a chance on him but I'm with you uh those are the two guys that I'm looking at and I'll take a chance if Nasir Little uh misses as well but I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball and we have the the two big guys Tatum Brown uh even uh big Rob Will he's been playing really solid this is a good matchup against this Blazers team uh, where we can look at these guys. I probably won't for, for their respective price tags. We mentioned a couple people already in the 11 k range that I would, if I have the money, I'd rather just pay up for if I can get there uh, instead of Tatum. <clears throat> Likewise with uh, Jalen Brown, there's, there's a couple people we mentioned already in the 8 k range, uh, and there's going to be a couple more people that I like a little bit better than them. Robert Williams, I think that's a pretty... Su- uh, Solid price tag, slightly higher than I want it to be, but I think he can bring back value again. And this is a pretty good matchup for him. Uh, Nurkic isn't the biggest guy, um, and he can control the paint here with his size and his his agility here. Um, so I, I like Robert Williams, and that's probably it. If Marcus Smart does play, it kind of dings everybody else up uh, slightly, uh, and all that all those extra backcourt options. Uh, like a a. Josh Richardson, possibly a Dennis Schroeder, but I'm not going to pay that price tag. Pritchard, it um, dings all those guys up. But if he doesn't play, I'm still not really interested in any of them at the moment. Uh, how about you?
1: Yeah, the other side of the ball is a little bit more interesting, a little bit more challenging to, to really call out. We have to get all this the news on, on injuries with Marcus Smart. If he's back and ready to play, 100 is a pretty is a pretty decent price tag for him. Um, but we need to get news. If he's out, then Schroeder at 6700 becomes a much better play. Coming off two fantastic games in a row against the Hornets and the Pelicans, uh, Schroeder should be able to continue that kind of effort um, if we get news smart is out. I am not. I don't mind going to Schroeder, but that price tag is getting a little bit too high for my liking. I'd much rather spend up a little bit and get Jalen Brown at 8700 Um, I think he's got a much better upside. We haven't seen an upside game from Jalen Brown. Um, in, a, in a little over a week now, we haven't seen that uh, strong effort. And that's why his price tag has, has kind of dropped to 8700 But again, he's also a tournament play for me just because we haven't seen that kind of game and that kind of performance. I don't know if the Trailblazers would bring it out of him, um, especially with Tatum in the lineup. They definitely share a lot of the responsibilities on the offensive side of the ball. So it's going to be tough for me to target either of them. I like the Robert Williams call at 7 uh, I just don't know. Going up against Nurkic, he should be able to dominate, as you mentioned. Um, But at 7K, I just think there's better value at the center position elsewhere. Um, So I'd probably steer away there. The only guys I'm going to be looking at are going to be Dennis Schroeder if Marcus Smart is out. If Marcus Smart plays, I I might end up probably looking at at fading this entire lineup just because there's so many guys that I can definitely perform here. Um, And I'd much rather go elsewhere uh, with my salary if, if I can, if all these guys end up playing.
0: All right, I like it. Jumping on over to the next game of the night, the last game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Miami Heat taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Again, don't have a spread for this one, but we have an injury report for the Heat. Hero, Lowry, Keefe, Akpala, Oladipo, all out. Uh, For the Hawks, Bogdanovich, out. Capella, Zhang, Gallinari, all questionable. I will throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on this heat side of the ball? And and, uh, do you think any of these lower, uh, they're not, no one's really low priced still because everybody missed time. They're still a little bit priced up, but I guess lower mid tier, higher value plays. Uh, Do you think any of these guys pop off with Lowry and Hero out?
1: Yeah, with Lowry and Hero out, I'm actually been looking at guys like Max Struss. Uh, I think he's a great value at 4,600 coming off a 28-point fantasy effort against the Trailblazers. This is a great opportunity. And, and a, it should be a high-paced game against Atlanta Hawks. Um, and he's a scorer. He can do a little bit of everything. He can, can put the ball in the hoop. Um, and that price tag is in that mid-4K range. I, I like him a little bit more than the, the 2K uh, The 2K increase in price going over to Gabe Vincent, for example, because I think Jimmy Butler is going to have a much bigger game. Speaking of Jimmy Butler, 9400 is a great price tag he was ejected in the last game i expect him to play and play well he has 50 point upside for sure in this matchup against the hawks and i expect that to happen he's my favorite play on the heat side of the ball in fact one of my favorite plays of, of the entire night assuming he plays it and, and doesn't have any issues with the officials in this one um so that that's uh, those are the two guys i'm looking at bam at a bio is also intriguing for me 7500 um coming off a monster effort against the trailblazers in a couple of games since his return, we're seeing the BAM at a bio that we, we know and love. Going up against the Hawks front court, this is a perfect opportunity to, to ride the BAM train as well. Um, I don't mind going a little Jimmy Butler, BAM at a bio, kind of one-two punch on the heat side of the ball, um, and then in some, some to Max uh kind of more for tournaments. But the guys I'm looking at from a cash perspective are definitely going to be BAM and Jimmy Butler. Any interest in Jimmy Butler for you?
0: I love Jimmy Butler in this one at Um, 9-4. There's no point guard, so he's going to be the Sato point guard. They might start Gabe Vincent at point guard um, here, but I don't think he's going to be initiating the offense or running it as much as Butler. Uh, There's there's some serious triple-double upside here, uh, potential. So I I really like that. Uh, He did it two games ago against Toronto. uh, And the other game when he played against Atlanta on the 14th of this month, he had 48 fantasy points. He had 23 points, 10 assists. I could see similar numbers there, maybe even more. But he only had three rebounds. I expect a little bit more than that. Um, and he only took 13 shots in that game. I expect a little bit more than that as well uh, with both Hero and Lowry out. So um, I do see some big-time upside for Jimmy Butler here. And you mentioned Bam. I really like Bam as well. Um, it's a pretty solid matchup for him. And then there's no Capella. I do, I'm do. i a big 00 guy, uh, 007. That's not his number, but I'm a big fan of him and I'll, we'll get to him in a little but 7500 this is a very good price tag for Bam while he's just coming back um, so I like that I don't mind your uh, Max trust call I think he's going to have to do more as well he probably gets a lot of minutes at uh, shooting guard uh, there's a lot to, to go around here I could take a chance on him or a or Vincent um, even a Martin but uh, I'm, I'm mainly sticking at the top and I'll probably take my chances in, in other games but very good matchup against the Hawks who give up who bleed points so um, I like it. Jumping on over to that side of the ball, who gets points bled from them. We mentioned Bogdanovich is out again. Capella, questionable. Gallinari, questionable. Uh, obviously, we'll have to keep an eye on those two. If Capella does play, that hurts double-O, and that's Okonkwo. I really like Okongwu If if he's not playing at 5,400. I think they're just giving us value here, uh, back to back games of, uh, 32 and uh, 33 near fantasy points and 40. I expect another very solid matchup. If he's starting again and playing a nice chunk of minutes, even against bam, I expect a very solid matchup, 5,400, just a super cheap price for him. But again, if Capella does play, um, can't go to him. I don't know how they're going to match it up. Do they actually see the floor together? Not sure, but I need to see that before I go there. Um, and if Capella doesn't play, uh, and Gallinari doesn't play, uh, DeAndre Hunter at 4,800, he's not doing as much outside of scoring, uh, but he has three of the last four games he has over uh, 30 fantasy points, and one of those games was against Miami. So I, I, I think um, <clears> he <throat> some ability to play there. His first game back, our second game back, our first game, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, first game back from injury a couple months off, he played against Miami and had 15 actual points on 11 shots and then he rematched him 7 of 10 shooting 30 fantasy points I think there's some upside if he can contribute more outside of scoring uh, so 4800 I'll take a shot at him if there's no Gallo uh, no Capella that just trims out the rotation we already know Bogdos there uh, but those are the two guys I'm looking at the most Trey at 10-3 do think he, he's been playing fantastic so he's definitely in my player pool but I will probably have more uh, ownership of Butler on the side of the ball there
1: yeah, I, I love the Trey Young uh, kind of run back uh, with the Hawks going up against the Heat. Uh, but 10,300, I think, is just a little bit too high for me for Trey. We do see plenty of upside for Trey Young. I mean, going up in his last game, he put up 68 fantasy points. I just don't know if this is the right matchup. I think he might have some tough defense going up against him. They know he's the number one guy on this team. Um, so he's going to be tough with the roster. I mean, definitely more for tournaments. Uh, personally, when it comes to Trey Young, but definitely has that upside. Uh, John Collins, 7,200 is a great price uh, for John Collins. Coming off a um, nice monster game where he fouled out, actually, uh, against the Timberwolves, but he still put up 45 fantasy points. His last two have been over 40 fantasy points. Um, going up against Bam, I think he does have some upside. I think he has the opportunity to put up 40 fantasy points here as well. Um, and he's going to be more for tournaments just because we just don't know if this is the right matchup for him. Um, which is why I, I'm definitely going to reserve John Collins and Trey Young more for tournaments. The guy from cash I'm actually looking at is DeAndre Hunter. Um, you touched on his recent string of performances. We have seen a pretty consistent DeAndre since coming back. He's getting plenty of minutes, especially with Bogdan Bogdanovich out. This might actually impact DeAndre Hunter as well um, in terms of his usage, his shots at shot attempts. He's gotten close to a double-double before against the Bucs a couple games ago. Uh, I I do expect him to flirt with another double-double here in this game against the Heat. So he's probably my favorite cash play. And then I'll I'll have, like I mentioned, John Collins and Trey Young to round out my tournament plays.
0: All right, I like. Now let's jump on over to the first game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Toronto Raptors taking on the Washington Wizards. Uh, No spread again. Injury report. We have Ken Burke, Isaac Bonga, Goran Dragic, David Johnson, all out. Uh, And Gary Trent Jr. as questionable. Nothing on the Wizards side of the ball. Throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the Toronto side?
1: Yeah, Toronto Raptors are very interesting. Um, Fred VanVleet is a guy that's obviously not bashful when it comes to shooting the ball. I mean, his last few games, he's been shooting dreadful. In fact, in his last five games, we haven't seen uh, performance um, over 40% from the field except for one game against the Heat. Now, I do expect him to write that shift here against the Wizards. It's a perfect opportunity, perfect game script for Fed Van to have a signature 50-point outing. And at 8,500, I love him. It's my favorite play on the Raptor side of the ball um, just because of his upside, especially if he gets his shots to fall. He's a perfect player here as well. Um, OJ and an OB in the wing position is also a guy I'm looking at at six hundred. We haven't seen a, a signature OB and an OB performance recently, but I do expect this is a great matchup again for OG to really take the ball at that price tag. I like him a little bit, um, and then I'm also looking at around at the front court. It's going to be um, Pascal Siakam, 9200, uh, coming off a, a pretty uh, lackluster performance against the Mavericks, where he only had 20 points and eight rebounds. I do expect him again to to have a monster effort, a rebound effort, rebounding effort here against the Wizards. So I do like him as a one-two. Um, High-priced punch with Fred VanVleet on the Raptors side of the ball, just because this is a great game script. I do expect it to be high-scoring and competitive as well. Um, So those are the two guys I'm looking at on the Raptors side of the ball. I'm not going to get too cute with anyone else uh, on this side of the ball, really, um, outside of Noby for tournaments.
0: Right, and I'm very big on uh, Bobby Boucher, especially if Gary Trent Jr. doesn't play in this one. The guy's just been... Getting fed minutes lately, four of the last five games, at least 34 minutes. Uh, we have a 37, a 36, 38 in the last game, 34 minutes. I've uh, been playing really solid, been bringing back consistently in, in all three or all of those games that I just mentioned that he had uh, 30 plus minutes, at least 33 fantasy points and or near 34 fantasy points. So he's been playing really great. Um, I do really like him in this matchup, especially um, as I mentioned, Gary Trent Jr. misses. Uh, that means just more time for him, less less or less of the rotation. If Trent does play, I still think he's probably going to get like 30 or so minutes. Precious is really not the offensive weapon at all, and, and, and I should say an offensive weapon at all. And probably Justin Champagne gets slightly less minutes. Uh, it's still going to be a tight rotation there, so I still like him in this one. And Washington's frontcourt is exploitable. Uh, that's why I, I don't. I like Siakam as well a little bit, but um, the price tag is is in where I just mentioned I really like Jimmy Butler, so I'm going to go there. Um, but Boucher would be my preferred play at his price tag in this matchup, especially if Trent Junior misses this one. Uh, and I I like your your Van Vliet call. That's pretty nice. I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball, and the three headed monster at center. Um, it's now kind of like a. Yeah, it's still a three-headed monster. Can't look at him. Barely playing. Uh, Thomas Bryant just coming back. Uh, Trez Hero is getting the most minutes of those guys now, so he would be my preferred play of the three. And at only 4,600, he's bringing back value consistently. Uh, he's topping 25 points, 20 points. Uh, he's topped at least 23 points in uh, since December 16th, all of his games playing. So uh, at only 4,600, if you just want value with maybe not huge upside, but a 20-point, maybe 30-point game in there, um, potential, Montrezl Hero is just rock solid. Um, as far as everybody else, we're looking at Kuzma and Beal playing pretty really good lately. Uh, but I, for their price tags, I'm probably not going to go there. I think just for me, it's just Hero. Um, then I'm going to leave it alone. How about you, buddy?
1: Yeah, when it comes to the Wizards, um, it's certainly interesting for me um there's certainly guys that i'm looking at uh, as potential tournament plays bradley beal you mentioned uh coming off a nice game against the brooklyn nets uh if this game stays close i actually like Beal a lot 8700 um he definitely has a huge opportunity to put up a uh, potential double double uh, we have seen him take on a lot of the keys to the offense when it comes to playmaking as well um since returning the lineup so i do like bradley beal here 8700 i'll probably lean more uh fred van bleed if we're talking 8700 price tags on the, on the other side of the ball, but I do like him for more for tournament plays. Um, Kyle Kuzme 8K is just a little bit too pricey for me. Um, coming off a, a pretty lackluster performance against the Nets, uh, this is a perfect opportunity for him to, to get back into his double-double form that we've seen over his last few games, but I, I just don't know if that price tag is a little, it's a little too high for me. And then you mentioned the cluster that is the center position for the Wizards when it comes to a timeshare. All these guys are priced well uh, because they're all getting pretty much uh, the same amount of minutes right now. Montrezl Harrell is probably the one that, that has the highest upside, and he's priced at 4,600. Um, so he definitely has that, that upside potential um, for 30, 35 fantasy points. I just don't know. I can't trust any of these guys, truthfully, uh, just because of, of how the rotation is kind of playing out here on, on the Wizards side. Um, so the only guy I'm really looking at, again, in very limited fashion, is going to be Bradley Beal at 8,700.
0: All right. Let's jump on over to the other game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Chicago Bulls taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. We have a 228 game total. The Bucks are 10.5 point home favorites uh, on the injury for the Bulls. Lonzo, Levine, Derek Jones Jr., Javante Green, uh, Patrick Williams, all out. The Bucks just have Brooke Lopez out. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. We know Lonzo, big news out uh, yesterday. What are you looking at on this side of the ball? Yeah,
1: this is going to be tough. Um, I, I do have some interest in AO, the rookie. Another fantastic Ayo. rookie. AO, Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic rookie to target here. His price has been jumping ever since he's taken on heavy rotation minutes. Bumped almost $3,000 in recent games. But for a good reason. He's been putting up monster efforts. Um, and I do like him quite a bit now. As well, especially with Lonzo Ball out, even with the return of Caruso, uh, 6100 is still there's still some some opportunity there to get upside. Um, so I do like him uh, in that backcourt position. I'm also looking at DeMar DeRozan at 9100 against the Bucks. Again, coming off a 47 point effort against the Cavaliers, he's he's asking he's being asked to carry more of the offensive load with no Zach Levine now, no Lonzo Ball as well. So he has to do some more playmaking as uh, in, in this kind of game script. So. That price tag is is very much reasonable for Demar, especially if this game stays close which i do expect it to um i do like him at that price and then the final guy that i want to mention and i want to throw out there is going to be nikola vucevic coming off a performance where he had 47 fantasy points as well we know the bucks give up points to centers um and we know that vucevic is a perfect opportunity here to put up another monster double double price under 9k as well uh throwing him into the lineup with DeRozan and and, and A.O. as well. Um, Those are the three guys I'm looking at. Any interest in uh, DeMar DeRozan here?
0: Yeah, and without knowing that Ball's going to be out, knowing that um, Levine's going to be out, he's got to do a lot of the heavy lifting here and and playmaking here. So a 9,100 will definitely be in my player pool because of the just sheer usage and role that he has to take on. I know these guys have been missing games anyway, but um, it's just... Prevalent here, especially against this Bucks team. If uh, he's going to have to be asked to do a lot, so I do like him here. Um, I like the I like the kid AO too. Uh, that's not a bad. I probably won't have too much exposure. I don't think he'll. Uh, it's hard to see him continuing. Uh, the guy's been playing great. It's just hard to see for me to see him continue to put up forty fantasy points like this. Uh, kudos to him though. But he'll have all the opportunity in the world to continue to do that. Um, so he'll, he's. He's on the line. I don't know how much exposure I will have to him, but I can't fault anybody for going there. And I, I, I like I like how you mentioned that. Uh, I don't have I don't have the cojones to go there again for a fourth straight game. But um, Alex Caruso at forty six hundred, I do like that price tag. He just came back. He he had played twenty three minutes. If uh, if he's ready to go, and his minutes get up, I know he was on a twenty two to twenty four minute uh, time limit in the last one. If his minutes ramp up and they say he's good to play uh, 32 minutes or so, I do like him. If it's in the, if it's under 30, I'll probably pass on him. Um, and that's where AO gets that extra boost there. So does Kobe. Probably won't go there though. Uh, but I'm I'm interested to see who actually starts at like, who who joins this this lineup. We, we are we gonna have? Are they gonna go super small? or Are they gonna have to go big bigger? Um, Is Troy Brown Jr. going to get the call? Uh, We saw Alfonso McKinney get a couple calls. I don't really want him. Troy Brown Jr. would be the guy that I'm very intrigued on if he gets the call in the starting lineup, and and there's potential for 30 minutes at only 3,400. But I need to see some news there. If they go super small, then that that obviously helps, like a Caruso and an A.O. Um, But, yeah, I'm with you for the most part. Jump on over to the other side of the ball. And I don't know if I can fully... I know the Bulls still have some some heavy hitters in, in Vooch and uh, DeRozan, but they're going up against the former champs, and uh, they're missing a lot of their firepower. So with that said, Giannis 11-7, I don't know if I fully want to go there, even though he's coming off of a monster 33-15-7 game, and he has two near 70-point games in the last four. Um, I think there's some, if this gets blown out, they won't, run them into the ground. And there's some um, other superstar level players. We mentioned two of them that should be in better matchups. Um, Drew Holiday missed a lot of time. He just came back the the other game. He only played 22 minutes. He's probably on a limit, so I, I really don't want to go there. Uh, Middleton, I'd rather just spend up for a couple people we mentioned or spend down, even though he's been playing really well. Um, I'm not really too excited on the Buck squad, t- to be honest, but uh, to be honest, but um, yeah, any of those three guys, if, if they're playing 30 minutes or plus, they're definitely in play, but I just don't fully trust it in uh, tournament or cash, so I'm probably going to lean away from this. How about you, man?
1: Yeah, it's tough uh, when it comes to uh, the Bucks side of the ball. I, I do like Chris Middleton a lot a six hundred, Coming off two monster efforts in a row, uh, we're finally starting to see Chris Middleton for what he was expected to be this season. Um, and I do like that price tag under nine K uh, sign me up every day of the week, even going up against a bull squad. I do like him a lot. One of my favorite plays uh, in this game. And then Giannis at 11,700, that price is a little bit too high for me going up against the bucks here, just because I don't think um, that he's going to necessarily need be needed to do as much, especially with drew holiday back in the mix. Um, I don't expect him to, to put up another 68 point fantasy effort. I do expect a better fantasy effort out of drew holiday. But at 780 I don't I don't think that price tag is worth paying. I'd much rather have Chris Middleton and, and pay up a little $800 more to get Chris Middleton here in, into lineups. Um, no one else really really jumps off the page here for the Bucks out of the ball um, when it comes to this lineup. I'm really going to be sticking with Chris Middleton for cash and, and no one else really. Um, I'll, I'll probably fade Giannis. Um, probably fade Giannis to my own demise here against the Chicago Bulls here. <laughs>
0: All right, man. Let's jump on over to the next game of the night. Uh, we have the four last games. This one starts at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets taking on the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, we have a two thirty four game total of the five that we have. That is the highest, uh, and the Nets are four point road favorites. On the injury report: KD, Joe Harris, Paul Millsap, Devontae Kaycock, Deck Dak Collins, Josh Primo, all out. Nick Clack 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 Claxton. And DeAndre Bembry are both questionable. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the Brooklyn side of the ball?
1: Yeah, when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, there's certainly a bunch of guys that I'm looking at. Starts with uh, the two head and monster in the backcourt, and it's James Harden and Kyrie Irving. I like both of these guys. Although, truthfully, I'd much rather have James Harden 1,800. I'd much rather have Kyrie Irving and get that savings of two thousand three hundred dollars. Um, and sign me up all day for him. His last two games he's put up some some pretty big time performances for the Nets. He's starting to really round into form and, and find his place in the lineup now that he's back in the mix. Um after a few lackluster games to come back in the lineup. I, I like Kyrie Irving a lot here, especially going up against the Spurs. He should absolutely dominate here at 950, the I love him at that price tag like, to boot. Um, And then I mentioned James Harden, 1,800. He's going to be more for tournaments just because his price tag is just so high at the moment. Uh, And then as far as anyone else on this team, uh, I don't have a lot of interest anywhere else just because these guys soak up so much usage for this team. Uh, Kessler Edwards was uh, a guy that had some opportunity, but we haven't seen that type of upside that we had a few games ago with Kessler. 4,200, more of a tournament thing. One of our tournament shot in the dark, apologies here. Um, But then I'd much rather have, again, Kyrie Irving for the safe value. And then James Harden, 11,800 for tournaments. Uh, Any interest in either Harden or Kyrie Irving here?
0: Yeah, I think both are in play. Harden, uh, for as poor as he's been looking when watching, he's been putting up fantasy numbers. Uh, But at 118, I probably won't have as much exposure to him um, as other guys. And exactly like you said, I prefer Kyrie with that discount. Uh, the dude's only played a handful of games this year, but it doesn't, he's playing a ton of minutes. He has, uh, at least uh, in three of the last four, he's only played five total, but three of those games, 38 minutes plus. So, uh, getting run into the ground here, I can see him hit value here. Um, and it's a good matchup. And you get that savings discount, that $2,300, which is a lot. Um, but Aldridge and Patty Mills, both returning to San Antonio, both intrigue me. Not so much not as much Patty Mills, uh, even though he won a championship here, but his, his role is behind those two first uh, guards. But Marcus Aldridge, especially if Claxton uh, is out in this one, he played 32 minutes against Washington, had 43 fantasy points. Uh, but 5,200 is a very reasonable price tag. It's a solid price tag where he can be value, and even if he – if he doesn't happen to beat value, uh, I think he'll hit value here. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say beat, crush value. He's going to ha- uh, hit value here, I think, or um, bring some value back here if Claxon is out. If Claxton's in, then I think they split minutes, and it's harder for him unless he gets hot. Um, but I do like Aldridge here right now at 5,200. I'll take a chance on of him and hope Claxon misses, and if he does, doesn't, I still think that um, he's in a decent spot here going back to San Antonio. And I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball. Uh, it, it's a similar story here. A lot of the, the guards in this matchup, we have Kyrie and Harden on one side, Derek White and DeJounte Murray, obviously not to the extent of the other two, but they are no slouches themselves. Uh, Murray has been awesome. Derek White has been pretty solid. Um, Murray at 10-1. It's going to be in a very solid matchup, but there's just so many high-priced guys that I, I likely won't go there though this is the highest spread that we have of the five at 234. So um, I'll teeter on him there. I do like Devin Vassell at 4,500. Uh, The the kid's got game. I know he's not guaranteed 30 minutes, but there is potential if he hits that. He he had 40 fantasy points in the last game and only 23 minutes against OKC because it was a blowout. Uh, And three games before that, 28, 31, 28 minutes, uh, getting double-digit shots. There's some potential here. Uh, for him to play a, a large role again, and, and I do like that. Uh, so he's probably my favorite play of uh, what we have price-wise here. And <clears throat> I might t- take another shot at Derek White uh, to potentially have a very big game at only 6 k but I, I like Vassell the most. How about you, my friend?
1: Yeah, I love Devin Vassell uh, at 4500 It's a great price tag coming off. A nice effort in limited minutes, uh, very efficient scoring. We know he's upside with his defensive numbers as well. Uh, and the young player is, is is also a guy that that I do like uh, in this matchup. You mentioned it's a high-scoring affair, the highest-scoring affair of the night. Um, so I like him. And then as far as high-priced guys, Deontay Murray, 10100 I love him here in this matchup. Um, I actually prefer him to Trey Young and take those cost savings as well that I mentioned earlier uh, and, and put them on Deontay Murray to run it back against the Nets. Uh, I'm definitely going to be targeting heavily the Nets here as well. Derek White is another guy at 6K that I'm going to be looking at. We haven't seen the Derek White type of signature performance in, in, some, in a couple weeks now, uh, but I do like him here. I think this is a great opportunity for him to get back on the wagon. So as far as, as, far as the Spurs go, those are the three guys I'm looking at. It's going to be Deontay Murray number one, followed by um, Devin Vassell, and then the third player that I'm looking at is going to be Derek White.
0: All right, I like it. And let's jump on over to the next game. Uh, We have two games at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, We have a 219 game total, which of the five that we have right now, it is the lowest. uh, And I pressed refresh. And we have uh, the Nuggets as three-point road or home favorites, I'm sorry. Um, on the injury report, we have Kinkar, J. Michael Green, Murray, Porter Jr., Kyle Anderson, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, all out, and Killian Tilly, all out. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the Grizzly side of the ball? And they got a lot of injuries. or people in the protocols right now?
1: Yeah, with all these guys on the, on the injury report and protocols, I like John Morant, 9,300. He's pretty much a lock and load for me and his price is still under 10 K coming off a six, seven point fantasy effort against the bucks. Sign me up for John Moran all day, especially what we saw with the nuggets give up in terms of opposing point guards, right? Uh, Reggie Jackson put up a monster performance and he's not even close to the level of talent that John Moran is. So I do expect John Moran to go absolutely bonkers here. Uh, like I mentioned, there's so many great uh, point guards to really target in that high price uh, tier. But John Moran is going to be one of my favorites that I like. I like to mention here, uh, especially with all these guys out. Him and Jaron Jackson Jr., who's also who's also priced well at 300, um, are both going to be in play for me. Jaron Jackson coming off a nice monster 48 fantasy point effort, but well, he was a, a pretty efficient 29 points scorer with four blocks. He's been on a block terror recently putting up at least three to four blocks every game outside of uh, outside of one contest against the, the Mavericks. So I like Jaron Jackson Jr. as well. Those are the two guys. I'm not going to overthink it and go anywhere else. John Conchar is a, is a fine tournament play at 4,300, but I don't have enough trust in him. Uh, I'd much rather take him if it's under 4K, um, but those are the two guys I'm looking at. It's going to be John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. Any interest in, in either of, of the J guys?
0: Yeah, I think there's there's always some interest there. Um, ja has been incredible. Probably won't have much exposure to him. though there's a lot of um, some other guys I like in that in that range that I'll, I'll prefer, but can never fault you for going there. Jaron Jackson Jr. has blow up potential, uh, and he's been just blocking shots at an insane rate the last uh, since <clears throat> in this calendar year, or I, I should say, in the last uh, two weeks, he has four games as of five plus blocks that's absolutely insane and then a couple with four so it, it's just insane there he doesn't grab as many rebounds a lot uh, as we'd like but those block shots and, and those those stocks really add up and when he scores in the 20s um crushes his value here so i, I don't mind that in this matchup denver does tend to play slow so um i'm not huge on those two guys as as much, but there's always potential there. Uh, I don't mind taking the shots at, at Zaire Williams and John Kankar, possibly De'Anthony Melton, who we keep falling into even though he's not getting the minutes. Uh, there's just so much available and in Brandon Clark possibly too. There's just so much available for these guys with there's no Bain, there's no Brooks, there's no Anderson, there's no Tyus Jones. Um, so it, it's very easy to take chances on these guys. The matchup isn't great. I'm with you. I think they're more tournament plays um, but they are, they are just staring me in the face. They play me, play me, play me because the, the opportunity is there. And that's, that's, that's the big reason. But, uh, I don't think the upside is massive against this slow paced Denver team. Um, and I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball. I mentioned a, a slow pace. The, the Grizzlies are playing fantastic basketball, uh, on the defensive end right now that I remember in the beginning of the year, they were just given up so many points and then, it's just been a complete 360. Uh, we'll start on the nuggets with a guy who just put up, I, I don't know how you put up nearly ni- 93 fantasy points. That is absolutely insane. Uh, the dude had 49 actual points, 14 boards, 10 assists, four stocks, couple, uh, multiple threes. It, insane. And sixteen, uh, and of course that's Jokic, ninety-three fantasy points. Uh, no matter what, the dude's always in play. Even if he's at fifteen K, it's just crazy. This guy can still hit value like, like that. Twelve um, six is obviously ma- massive and and much higher than uh, everybody else. Harden's the second highest, but the, the <laughs> it's just he's just this dude's just a freak. Um, I'm spitting out words here, but the dude's just a freak. Uh, outside of him. Monte Morris had himself a really good game. At uh, he had almost a triple double at 19.99. That was an outlier. I'm um, probably not going to have much exposure to the the rest of the team uh, if I if I have any. But Jokic will always be in play just because of who he is. Um, but how about you, man? What are you looking at on this side of the ball?
1: Yeah, the Nuggets are interesting. Um, it's hard to to fade Monte Morris after his near triple double with 47 fantasy points. At 5K, it's definitely still priced. He's definitely priced to a point where he's worth a shot, um, a shot or two. But I just don't know if I'm going to have a lot of interest in in kind of tailing what he did in an overtime game against the Clippers. So I'm really much going to be looking at Nikola Jokic. He's the highest priced player in the entire slate for good reason. Coming off 93-point fantasy effort and a 72-point fantasy effort the game before, I don't expect him. To have anything less than 65 to 70 fantasy points against the, the against the against the Grizzlies here, um, and despite the high price tag, I think he has triple double upside um, in this matchup. So I do like him coming off three straight triple doubles. In fact, um, I like I like him to continue that trend here. Um, so I, I don't mind playing up for him. I'm not gonna interest anywhere else on the Nugget side of the ball. Aaron Gordon the 6100 has been pretty consistently in recent games putting up over fa- 40 fantasy points. Uh, in, in quite a few games in a row. Um, he's starting to really find his own as the number two scorer here on the Nuggets side of the ball. But at that mid tier price, there are other guys that I like a little bit with with a little bit more upside as well. So the only guy I'm looking at is going to be Nikola Jokic and Nikola Jokic only. All
0: right, I like it. I'm uh, jumping on over to the second to last game of the night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We have the Detroit. Pistons taking on the Utah Jazz. No spread at the moment. I'm assuming it's very low. Uh, the Pistons have Luca Garza, Jeremy Grant, Frank Jackson, Isaiah Livers, Chris Smith all out. Killing Hayes as questionable. Jazz have uh, Donovan Mitchell, Hassan side as out. Throw it over to you, my friend. On the Detroit side, what are you looking at over here?
1: Yeah, um, when it comes to Detroit, it's tough to really gauge who's going to step off for them. Um, they're a team that's very interesting right now. Uh, Corey Joseph is a guy that, that comes to mind at 200. Uh I like him a lot more when he was under 5k but a guy that coming off a 37 minute game where he had almost a double double um, the veteran is definitely a guy that might be in play for me more for tournaments than anything else Kate Cunningham 7400 is a little bit too high of a price for me we haven't seen Kay Cunningham really put up a nice nice consistent effort in, in recent games as well so I'm not going to be going there the only other guy I'm looking at in that mid-tier price is, is the return of Kelly Olinick. 5500 Uh Kelly Olynyk is, is priced well, coming off a 22-minute effort where he almost put up a double-double in only those 22 minutes against the Kings. I expect his minutes to start ramping up. I expect him to get minutes in the, in the mid-20s to high-20s, making him a pretty rock-solid play here against the Jazz. Um, and I do expect him to do a little bit of everything against the Jazz as well, just because of, of how much... Uh, the, the Pistons need him as well in, in the lineup. So that's a guy I'm looking at for, for cash is going to be Kelly Olenek, especially if we're getting news on his minutes. And then I'll, I'll sprinkle in some Corey Joseph as well. I'm not going to have a lot of interest in any of the other guys like Sidique Bay, they're priced well at 7K. Even despite a monster effort in his last game, I'm not going to chase that at performance either. Uh, other guys I'm not going to have a lot of interest in are Trey Lyles and Hamadou Diallo as well. Both of those guys are not going to be in play for me there's too many games on the slate for me to have interest there.
0: Yeah. um, Kelly Olenek is a guy I'll be looking at soon right now. I I don't think his minutes are going to ramp up and especially in this matchup, probably leave. But uh, for all the reasons you mentioned, he would be in play normally, but I don't really like him in this matchup and uh, I want to see him get a full, full allotment of minutes, but damn, that was a great return for him. Uh, And you mentioned Corey Joseph, those were the two guys that I was going to highlight. Uh, Corey Joseph, if Killian Hayes is out at 5-2, you can take a shot at him. If Killian Hayes is in, probably not going to have any exposure to uh, anyone on this team. And, um, yeah, and I, I think all the price tags are are decent. Uh, and I, I don't really like them against the Jazz, even without a Mitchell here. Um, but I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball without the Mitchell. Go Beer, 8,900. This is a decent price tag for him. I think he's going to beat it. He has beat it three straight games. Uh, four of the last five games, he has at least 47 fantasy points. Um, and Detroit is a matchup that he can take advantage of. We know uh, Trey Lyles, a little too too small. Kelly Olynyk, a little bit too small. Um, <clears throat> Isaiah Stewart gets in a lot of foul trouble. Uh, he's not a big offensive guy, but without Mitchell there, there, there is uh, a solid role there. Uh, and he had forty, almost forty-eight fantasy points, and didn't have his customary monster rebounds in the last game. Uh, but I do think there's other center options I'm going to take without spending that high. I just wanted to highlight that. Uh, without Mitchell, you expect Bogdanovich, Conley, Clarkson, those three guys to pl- take a bigger role. Uh, in this matchup, they can take advantage of it, and I would go with Clarkson probably as uh, the guy I go most with because since he's cheapish, uh, the cheapest of the of the three under six K. But I don't mind taking a stab at any of those guys to see if they have a big game against this not-so-great Detroit team. But again, of those three, uh, I'm going to have the most shares of Clarkson. Probably not many uh, Conley shares. They might rest them if they start blowing them out. Uh, Decent and okay amount of Bogdanovich shares, but um, I might just change them all to to Clarkson, and that's who I'm going to take the most chances on. How about you?
1: Yeah, uh, you definitely mentioned uh, the guy that I'm looking at, and that's going to be... Um, Joe Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, I just combined <laughs> the two guys I'm actually targeting. It's going to be Jordan Clarkson at 800 and Joe Ingles at 4,200. Um, I think both guys are going to be have ample minutes, especially if Mitchell plays. It becomes this game's going to have blood written all over it. So a lot of the bench guys are going to have to take over, and both those guys are going to be in play for me. They both have a pretty decent upside. Ingles is definitely a more of a, a cost savings option, but A guy that that should get plenty of opportunities, should get minutes in the the high 20s, 30s, especially if this game gets out of hand quickly against the Pistons, which we've seen in recent games that it could happen very quickly uh, as well. So those are the guys I'm looking at. No one else really really jumped off the page for me. Royce O'Neal is a fine play coming off a 15 rebound effort. I don't expect another 15 rebound effort. Royce is always good for a couple of those in, in, in a couple week stretches, but I, I don't expect that to happen again. So the guys I'm looking at, like I mentioned, I'm with you, Jordan Clarkson, and then sprinkle and Joe goes as well on the jazz side of the ball.
0: All right. Jumping on to the last game of the night, the lone Lake game at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Houston Rockets taking on the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors, the lone team on the back end of a back-to-back. We have two on the front end. That is Milwaukee and Oklahoma City. Didn't mention that earlier. Uh, But we have a 231 game total. The Warriors are a 14.5 point home favorite. Uh, We don't have an injury report yet, but we'll have to keep an eye on Klay Thompson for obvious reasons. Uh, Draymond Green is not going to be playing. Um, I would assume Otto Porter Jr. is going to be in for this one. James Wiseman's out. But for the Rockets, we just have uh, nobody. Nobody on their uh, main roster. I will throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the rocket side of the ball? Yeah,
1: when it comes to the rocket side of the ball, uh, I like Kevin Porter Jr. at 6400. Yes, his price tag has creeped up a little bit, but it's actually gone down over his last couple of games. And he had a 29-point fantasy effort against the Jazz, where he nearly double-doubled with pretty good efficiency, actually. Only one turnover. Uh, I expect Kevin Porter Jr. to ramp up a little bit and continue to to play with a little more efficiency as well um for this rockets team especially going up against the warriors who are in a second out of a back-to-back as well to to put that in perspective i think this might this game might stay closer than most people expect so i do have interest in kevin porter Uh, i also going to have some interest in jay sean tate uh as well um at, at that power forward position coming off 28 point fantasy effort his price actually dropped to 600. Uh, there's a lot of mid-tier forward options here on the slate. So I'll probably reserve him more for tournaments, but also going to be definitely a tournament play for me. Um, if this game gets out of hand, Garrison Matthews should get all the minutes he could handle. 3700 I do like him a lot. Um, again, it's more of a tournament play, but his price is under 4 k So it might be worth a stab or two um, with, with Garrison Matthew into your builds. Uh, I'm not going to have a lot of interest in the frontcourt. Christian Wood, 8,100, is just a little bit too high just because this game, again, has a blowout opportunity. Uh, if this game stays close, he's a he's a fine play. But we mentioned so many other center plays on this slate that I'd much rather have with a much safer uh, game script as well. Um, so I'm not going to go there. It's going to be Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Jay Sean Tate, and Sprinko and Garrison Matthews to round it up for me and the Rockets. And
0: we are in complete agreement. Uh, those are the three guys that i would be looking at it as well um, to varying levels of degrees and I am I'm, I'm with you uh, I think you said it perfectly and I'm going to jump straight on over to the Golden State Warriors uh, depends on who's in who's out on this one I, like I said I think Porter Jr. plays I would assume Klay Thompson probably sits on the back end of a back-to-back it just makes too much sense uh, but we'll obviously see maybe Curry misses this one it's the Rockets uh, and they're home so a lot of things to siphon through uh, but if we see a Thompson miss, Jordan Poole at 5'8". eight becomes a little bit more intriguing. If we see a Curry miss, Poole becomes very intriguing at just 5'8". So does Gary Payton Jr. at 4'2". Uh, Jonathan Kaminga at 4'9", who's been playing pretty solid. Um, Porter Jr. Um, if Curry does play, probably not too much exposure to most of those guys. I will take the most chances on Poole just because uh, this is a game where he hasn't been playing great lately, uh, trying to adjust with Clay back. Clay. I'm saying, I, I, I can't imagine him playing on the back end of a back-to-back right now. Uh, so I think this is a chance to get him right, get him hot, get him feeling good and, and a good mindset. So that's where I'm going to go the most. But we'll see what happens with the rest of the lineup uh, before I can decide. And I think we'll get a good news early on the day. The Warriors usually send out their, their stuff early, even though they're playing late. Uh, but right now, I'm just looking at pool. How about you, buddy? Buddy?
1: Yeah, I love Jordan Poole. Uh, he was the guy that, I we're in a clear alignment here, he's the guy that I circled at uh, the 800, especially if we get news, Clay Thompson's out, he's going to get even more opportunity to be that playmaker. We've seen what he can do uh, with either Curry or Thompson out of the lineup. In recent games, he has 30-point upside, uh, potentially higher as well. Uh, if we get news, Curry's also out. I mean, Jordan Poole becomes a sm- slam dunk uh, kind of play here, as, as well as Gary Payton, uh, the second at 4,200. Um, should be in play for me as well, um, but we should get hopefully some of that news early on, as you mentioned, to, to kind of help us build these lineups. Jonathan Kaminga, the, the rookie, is also very talented, uh, coming off some, some pretty big games recently at 4900 I just think that price tag is a little bit too high for me to trust him uh, in cash games, especially with all these other guys that we mentioned earlier. Uh, and that's really it for me on, on the Warrior side, especially with Otto Porter Jr. out. There's not a ton of additional value that I'm looking at. Andrew Wiggins is not going to be in play for me. So it's really going to come down to Jordan Poole. And if we get news, Curry is also out in addition to Clay Thompson. I'll throw in some Gary Pate in the second to round out your rosters.
0: All right. That's it. Good. I like it. Um, Before we head on out and before we wrap it up, let's throw out our favorite player tiers. I will throw it over to you first. Uh, Who is your favorite expensive play of the night?
1: Yeah, I touched on so many great expensive plays. My favorite. (laughs) There are so many. (laughs) There's just so many. It's so hard to choose. My guy is gonna be uh ride or die, Joe Embiid, eleven thousand. Great matchup against the Clippers. Should absolutely dominate. Um, and should get all the shots he can handle with Curry out of the lineup potentially as well. Um, he's my he's my rock solid uh stud of the night. Who, Who are you looking at?
0: right and i i probably maybe have alluded to to this cuz i said his name a few times before but i'm going to go with jimmy butler uh, i really like jimmy in this matchup just a, a hawks bleed points he's going to be running the point guard i would assume for the most part no hero no Lowry. uh it's a lot a lot of jimmy butler so i'm i'm a lot of love to butler and i love the price tag All right uh who's your favorite mid tier play of the night
1: yeah, when it comes to mid-tier,
0: um, not as as much excitement here
1: for me uh, just because there's there's not a lot of guys that, that really that really jump off the page uh, that we really touched on as well. Um, but the guy I'm looking at is going to be on the other side of the ball on the Atlanta Hawks' side, and that's going to be DeAndre Hunter at 4,800. Um, he's a great play um, and, and should get plenty of opportunity to, to score and do a little bit of everything for the Hawks, especially down Bogdan Bogdanovich here.
0: All right. Mine is, and I'm probably going to be on an island here, but I'm going to go with Cole Anthony. I really uh, like this kid in this matchup. The The Lakers, Russell Westbrook's been getting exploited. The Lakers backcourt is getting exploited. Um, and I'm going to take a chance on him and, and, and hang my hat here on, on tournament plays and see what happens at 6,700. Uh, if he hits big, my night's going to be really good. Uh, and I'm going with it. Um, but how about your favorite value play of the night?
1: Yeah, favorite value play of the night is interesting. Um, I, I alluded to it in the last game a little bit, so Kat's probably out of the bag here, but Garrison Matthews, 3,700 uh, for the Rockets. Sign me up every day of the week, especially uh, regardless of if this game stays close or not. I think he gets 25, 30 minutes, and it has a green light to shoot, um, especially with, with the Warriors not playing much defense these days. Um, sign me up for, for some Garrison Matthews.
0: All right, and I'm going to go with a very safe option. I don't think the upside is huge, uh, but he is in three games against this team averaging 34 fantasy points. I'm going to go with Trez, Trez Hero. Um, he's just he's only 4,600. He's literally beating that price tag game after game, not by a ton, but he's bringing you back value at a, at a very cheap, affordable price on a slate that, as we've alluded to, has a lot of nicely high-priced guys. So uh, I do like that, very safe very secure there um all right buddy that does it before we head on out of here is there anything else that you want to add
1: I just want to say good luck everyone and I'm really excited to to, to jump into this giant massive slate and I hope everyone can can cash well and, and can cash and cash successfully here
0: like it and I am with you good luck everybody. Uh we will be open and we will be playing right there with you so good luck We will catch you again tomorrow. Peace.